Welcome to the Peach Pit Fitness Podcast, part of the Think Fit, Be Fit Podcast Network, where we put the power of dynamic fitness back in your hands one mental rep at a time. Effective thinking for potent fitness. Welcome to the Peach Pit. Hello, happy spring. Happy spring to you. Oh my goodness, it is the first day of spring, isn't it? Yes. We're recording this on. Okay. Yes. yes happy spring, finally. I know. It's the astrological new year, technically, which means I... everybody gets a second chance at new year. Fresh start. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Fresh spring yes. start. <laughs> That's all I have <laughs> to say. Yes. And this is Peach Pit number 13. Oh so, my goodness. Ooh, I, know. I like the number 13. Oh, you do? That was my question. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's yeah. like all about women. It's yes. just been suppressed by the patriarchal society <laughs> to yes. make it seem like a wicked number. But yeah. It's really, it's really about the goddess. Energy. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. We're on so board I think yes. It's so cool to have astrological new year, number Mm. 13, like on the same day. I thought that was, I love it. Loved it. Planned that very well. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Well, you know, I believe in perfect timing. That's my jam. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I'm excited for this episode. Um, It's making me giggle. I got like a surprise for everyone. Oh, everyone oh, gets yeah, a surprise. I don't know. I'm, I'm excited. I hope that makes it. Yeah, I have to say, you know, I was telling you, you really are good at picking these topics, um, especially. Yes, I have to. I was getting a little, you know, uh, some of my uh, anger issues were coming back up as I was researching. Me too. It, but it's okay. Okay, good. Okay. I'm glad I'm not, you know, it's just, yeah, it's the same kind of um, challenges mm-hmm. with this one that I was have dealt with with some of the previous ones but like I like working through them with you so cool yeah okay yes so yeah I feel like could light a candle or something Mm. um (laughs) (laughs) go into the flame and then you blow it out (laughs) I like it I like it rituals new moon rituals oh yeah there's new moon tomorrow too yeah, yeah. Mm. And it's our one of our super fans' birthdays, Ami. <gasps> happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Ami. That's so lovely. Yes. Um Wishing which, all the best. Yes. She does help me prep for these, I have to say. She's oh, the, that's amazing. She's always been well, a cheat I, code for me. <laughs> I, I want her help too. <laughs> <I'm a star. laughs> She'll be the yes, our mediator and <laughs> yeah she's like a good sounding board you yeah. know mm-hmm. I like uh, it. so i think uh all right where to start uh topic full range of motion uh, full range of motion full range of motion the internet has things to say now we're talking <laughs> specifically about the squat right yes or are we but- just talking about full range of motion generally speaking I think the squat is a good place yeah, to start. I think so um, too. Cause it's, that can be a big topic. Yes. I mean, and yes. It's a okay. huge topic. It's huge. It's topic. a full topic. Um, <laughs> it is a full range of motion topic. <laughs> yes. Full um, range of e- emotion topic. Emotion. Yeah. Full range of opinion topic. Um, and I also have to be obliged to some of our audience and my uh, client base who always ask me about this well-known full range of motion guy called knees Mm. over toes guy. 
Okay. And so I prepared some materials for oh, I love it. my critique for, for this awesome whole thing. And I think, you know, people have been asking me about this guy for over a year easily. Mm-hmm. And so I've, since then I was like, you know, saving and like hoarding some, um, videos of his, I'm like, okay, I'll look at this at some other time. Like I'm, I'm interested. I'm, I, my curiosity is peaked. So we did it. And, um, I can't wait. We're we're still here. (laughs) Yeah. We're we're still still here here to talk about it. (laughs) So, so I thought like last episode was very, I, Great. I, I love the format that we're we've been working with, which is, you know, looking at this topic and saying, okay, let's not just like examine what not examine, bring up what the internet is saying, but also mm-hmm. like what do these words mean? And mm-hmm. um, what was our last topic? Upward body range of motion. So we were, you know, really just saying like what is quality. And what is well, we had done the yeah. the pull down. We had talked mm-hmm. about like the rows and back training mm-hmm. challenges, and um, and then we went through some of the lower body stuff. Yeah, too right in the last episode. And so Shoot, it's like I'm more about confusing the last two. Yeah. Yes, lower and upper. We did you know yeah the upper body back lat. Oh, because we were talking about booty bands and stuff. Booty, booty bands. bands and step ups. <laughs> yes, the step ups. Yes, yes, and so. But the idea was like, what, you know, we were saying, what is a safe exercise? What is effective? And what is right. maybe harmful? So, you know, obviously go back and listen to that one. If you missed that part, it's at the beginning. It's definitely worth anyone's time who is perusing the internet for exercise. Like, yeah, really good perspectives um, that we shared in that episode. So I thought a good place to start for this one is... um you know, full range of motion, like not just like what the internet has to say about it, but, you know, sometimes you and I go back and forth on like, we ask our audience, like, what is your range of motion? And I thought it would be a good place to just kind of separate those two and just let people know that when we say that, we're not saying full range of motion. Mm. You know what I mean? That's Yeah. Well, you know, the the first thing that like came up for me with this is there are many different definitions of what that even means, especially as it pertains to a squat, because a lot of the things that we've talked about in the past have been more like single joint range Mm -hmm. of motion things. And when you start talking about a squat, now you're not just talking about like, how far does my knee extend and flex? Mm -hmm. Now you're talking about like my knees, my ankles, my hips my spine, depending on how full we're talking, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so that gets like infinitely more complicated. And I think it gets more, um, there's more nuance to discuss because Mm -hmm. the things that you see on the internet, like oftentimes the people that they're choosing to demonstrate the full range of motion squat are people who happen to have really good squatting proportions and ability to go into the depths that they're talking about. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, you know, in your, what you're, what you were looking at on the internet and mm-hmm. wherever <laughs> and doing your research, like what, how, 
What did you find as definitions of what it means to do a full range of motion squat? And also then what is your definition of Mm. a full range of motion squat? Uh, Yeah, I don't know if I have a full range of motion definition because... I mean, obviously it would depend on the person. Yeah, yeah. Right. So like, Uh, you know, on the... Yeah. On the internet, like the most common thing you see, which I hate <laughs> this term, but is astrographs, right? Like that's synonymous. It seems to be, at least for some people, a, a large portion of people, mm-hmm. that's how you define it. Like if your butt is not touching the floor, <laughs> you haven't gone deep enough, mm-hmm. which I think is absolutely absurd. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter like how you got there, what it looked like along the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? So I think, you know, eye roll emoji comes to mind. (laughs) (laughs) You just like actually did that in real life. Yeah, (laughs) I did. Yeah. I just wanted (laughs) to put that out there. Uh, It's, yeah, it's, you know, not, I I mean, the thing that irks me the most, like what you're saying is that Astagrass comment, squat like a baby is even worse. My stomach just turned. No, but that definitely came up. Like in one of the things I was reading, it's, you know, it's natural. It's natural to be able to do that because we come out of our mother's wombs being able to squat that way, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, very (laughs) frustrating for a number of different reasons. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's definitely not, I, not, um, reasonable to compare an adult body to a baby body <laughs> no. um, i don't even think like the bo- the bones are hard yet they're still like yeah. jelly still- oh it's yeah it's so interesting actually like how the the first phase i mean believe me i i think the first phases of um locomotion development and human movement are fascinating everything from the head shape being influenced by the suckling of like the baby eating to the eyes moving and the rolling over. It Mm -hmm. is fascinating that we were, are the only mammals that, you know, have a, a, like this, this program in, you know, for, you know, rolling over and getting up and all this other stuff. It's super cool. Don't get me wrong. But um, again, like that doesn't, it, it doesn't match up uh, in an anatomy viewpoint that an adult could achieve a baby squat just because you did, you know, when you were three years old. And, um, and yeah, it has to do with like the size of the, you know, the vertebrae, the amount of vertebrae, the, the so, tension yeah. in the joint lack of tension in the joint. I mean, you wouldn't put like a barbell on a baby back either. <laughs> He's going to start squatting. No, the like internet you wouldn't has done that. Either, yeah. right? <laughs> TikTok. Yeah, the internet has. Um, uh, please don't do that on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, unless it's like a cute Halloween costume. 
That that's okay. But yeah, like but there like are things that we don't up. expect of babies, and there are yeah. things that we don't we shouldn't expect <laughs> babies to do adult things, and we shouldn't expect adults to do baby there things. <laughs> yes. And you shouldn't expect like a 45-year-old body to move like a 13-year-old body either. No. Or oh, that's an 18-year-old yes. body, you know. Holy moly. <laughs> <laughs> Holy moly. Holy moly. Yes. And so, anyways, yeah, full range of motion yes. for me is I, you know, I'm just more interested in what they can own and how they can move own their movement you know what do you have control over is it the same single leg as it is you know bipedal like is it you know or is it the same under load with body weight yeah, th- yeah. those are my main questions when it comes to like client consulting sure. um, what does my client have what do they own and what makes sense to load and right that's it yeah no i think that that's very makes a lot of sense Mm -hmm. and i um i so so right so i mean like on the internet if you like look this up you will find astrographs yes you will find things about like breaking parallel and it's not really defined to me like if that's like the bottom of a thigh or the top of the thigh or like what that even means but i guess that if you are powerlifting, Mm -hmm. there's a certain plane that you have to break for it to like count so like Mm -hmm. again not necessarily like the clients that we would work with, but if you were training for a powerlifting competition, you would have to get to a certain depth in your squat, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, yeah, I have to, it makes me think of a couple clients because I do work with a couple powerlifters. Okay. And I also work with a couple um, offensive linemen who, okay. like, so, or like a center in, a, in football. Do you know how mm-hmm. low they have to get for their daily? functional movement to like perform their position right so right. what is yeah so it's really hard to help them develop a mindset of like how do i strengthen this right in the weight room and not hurt myself how right. do i make it worth it and so that's like an always it's an always an interesting conversation to have because we are talking about something that you know, could carry over to their performance potentially. Sure, absolutely. A lower squat. But if we're talking to my client that is a mom of three who loves to run, you know, we might be talking more about uh, a doing a squat and full range of motion for her squat might be just a box squat. That's what I would say. Sure. This is, this is your full range of motion for this exercise. And so I might use that term for her in that specific time. Right, right. So, yeah, there's just so many. Yeah, yeah with the squat, so there's great, so many ways. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, and I mean, I think that that's a great point, right? Because, like, we always come back to this idea that you can't just say that this is a blanket statement that's going to fit everybody. Each of your clients has individual needs, has individual goals, and has their own muscular, structural, skeletal system that they're working with and trying to, you know, improve upon and not break down further, mm-hmm. probably, yeah. I'm guessing. So then, you know, like anything else that we have talked about, I think, just making one blanket statement, like everyone should squat to this depth, no matter what, or you're not going to get strength gains or hypertrophy gains or better ownership of your body Mm -hmm. like that's ridiculous yeah are you currently squatting in like your program 
So I, <laughs> I don't know if I talked to you though. I have not lifted uh-huh. <laughs> like in any kind of traditional weightlifting sense for about a month and a half now. Okay. Because I have started doing ballet again. Oh, and okay. in order, so, so t- it's very interesting because I'm going through different ranges mm. than I was before, which is very challenging for me, but I'm not doing it with any like load, right? I'm doing it with my own body weight. So I'm not doing it with an additional load, mm. but I'm in, it, I, for me, it requires so much mental focus and energy that I didn't find that I had the time or energy Mm-hmm. to do both. And mm-hmm. I have been weightlifting very consistently for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I really wanted to take a break from that and just focus in this manner for a period of time until I felt like stronger that way. And then introduce some yeah. more traditional weightlifting back into it to see how that fits feels. Oh, um, well, thanks for sharing. <laughs> Super cool. Sorry. Yeah. I don't know. I feel, I feel yeah. like I have to like, it's like a little uh, disclaimer, you know, cause like yeah. it's, it's very rare. Like I want to support and encourage everybody to, cause I think that weightlifting is so important. Like resistance training of some sort mm-hmm. is, is not that resistance training. It's just a very different, I, I think it's somewhat different. Mm, yeah. And, in, in, in you know, my goals, my intentions, my whatever are, are different than it is when I go to the gym. Yeah. Well, it's so, it's, it's interesting to, you know, just change, right? Like my goodness, like you've been focused on like, the gym, let's say, for so long, it's you know, it's great uh, to change and like have, you know, ha- yeah, explore new motions. Of course, like that's amazing. When, wait, but your question though, you were going to ask me like, if is squatting a part of my program right now? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, like, it would be if I were lifting. It mm-hmm. would be because I would typically have that as in somewhere in my program, um, mm-hmm. generally speaking. And now I'm squatting, but it's just sort of like in a plie, <laughs> like a fifth mm-hmm. position externally rotated, like knees over toes, very mm-hmm. much plie. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, but what was, what was your question? Like if I am squatting, just like, I don't what, know. I'm just curious. Do I <laughs> yeah. Are you yeah. squatting? To, are you, do you generally uh, squat? No. Or? I, okay. When I squat, it is, that becomes like a big part of the program mm. because it is pretty stressful for my body, to be honest mm. with you. I just, I respond really well to a certain type of tempo and program. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if I do, when I'm squatting, like I really do kind of have a central focus to that and supporting that versus like, oh, it's just the last thing I do. Okay, bye. You know, Um, Okay. (laughs) because yeah, it's just, it has been... Yeah. And so I've gone on and off, you know, a squatting program. I'll probably do one about once a year. Okay. Where I program it in. Yeah. When you don't have that, you're just exploring like those motions and like with different equipment or like doing sort of more like of a leg press or like, do you do other things then that sort of not mimic, but like use those same muscle groups just not in the squat? Yeah. Okay. Always a leg extension. Right now, if I, my anterior, let's say like my quad, like my, if I'm programming for like knee bending stuff, like quads, mm-hmm. it is more single leg work right now. And 
but the big focus of my program is actually more on the like the posterior chain right now okay um and hamstrings so on the day that i do my quad you know knee extension focused exercises i'm doing single leg and um even the leg press i am also doing a single leg motion and some lunges actually with that okay so and that's a good point too like there are so many like I think sometimes we can get like locked into that one even has to squat I mean like for exercise right like we all squat throughout the day in various ways getting out of bed in the morning and uh, sitting down to use the bathroom and like there are just a million ways that we bend down to pick something up and get it back up it's not like a squat as an exercise maybe but there are daily living things that we are even you know so um but there are many ways to accomplish so like if a squat doesn't feel good for somebody for whatever reason, it's not like they can't work yeah. their body in other ways and still like get stronger and still improve their range of motion if that's their goal or or feel yeah. the ownership over those particular um, joints. And yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just not the king of all exercises as no. any other exercise. Yeah. Right. Um, but, yeah. you know, I'm happy to see more women at the weightlifting sure. platforms and the squat racks than Absolutely. I did a while ago. That's for sure. Even, mm-hmm. even five, six years ago was, you know, different. Um, but yeah, I mean, I have, you know, but with that said, when I did have squats in my program, especially when I would, when I was like, okay, my goal right now is going to be more of a full range of motion at the knee and the hip. I actually had those um, wonderful wedges to help me do them. Mm. Those um, prime wedges, yeah. And man, they they were such an amazing so, tool, and they really helped me strengthen my knees in a way that has continued to benefit me. Yeah. So th- um, that is a great segue into mm-hmm. my other issue. <laughs> well, one of my you know issues with this whole full range of motion squat thing is that uh, everybody squats mm-hmm. a little bit differently based on their range of motion within their individual joints mm-hmm. and the way that the proportions of their body sort of match up so that they can fold up in a way that looks like what we think a squat should look like Mm -hmm. and in ways that it doesn't really look like a squat we think should look like. So yeah, um, it might, for some people, it might be a great exercise and they might not need even any wedges underneath their feet to be able to like squat in like this perfect kind of fold up manner, Mm -hmm. making everybody else in the world feel like (laughs) they should be able to do that too. And it's not reality. Yeah, I'd say one of the so, big triggers for me as a like person that loves have always has always loved to exercise and always wanted to explore it deeper and question it. One of the big triggers for me to invest so much into my education was the whole like idea that we should all squat the same way mm-hmm. from those old I don't know. They're not old. They're probably still going around. The NASM squat, you know, analysis, mm. if you can call it that, um, or their screening. And, right, right. Oh and my that goodness. Yeah. whole thing, like that, you know, because like to your point, the 
foldability of my body is way different than yours and way different than sure. Yusuf's. And why, <laughs> I mean, right, right. You know, like, why you know, wouldn't it be? We're all, and so, and then that goes back to this thing of like, okay, so we look at like an individual joint. Mm-hmm. I mean, even like the ankle, right? Like my ability to dorsiflex and how much range I have there. And then the rest of, but like, that's just one piece. So mm-hmm. that if I don't have as much dorsiflexion as you do, not even like it taking into account everything else above that, like that is going to limit the amount that my then knee can move forward over my toe, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that my butt can go back and that my chest can go forward. So it it's not, it's so, right. So people use, they show images of people mm-hmm. who are generally really good at, really good at folding up or really good at looking like how perfect Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's lots of air quotes here because like there's no perfect squat but like and it depends on each and you know but um yeah so that's my issue then when I go and I look at things online like what people are seeing and like going to YouTube and it's like this one guy was like full range of motion or get the fuck out (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm just like holy moly like (laughs) using that term a lot today but like that's that's yeah. crappy. <laughs> like that's mm-hmm. an awful thing to say to be to me, you know. Like yeah. I think that that's an awful, like we should be more inclusive of people of anybody who's attempting and not, you know, have yeah. this like arbitrary, like this is where you had the depth you have to go to to achieve this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, and it's just one of those exercises and one of these terms that comes with arbitrary rules, and it's really not fair to impose. Um, these handed down industry quote standards, if you will. And um, because, you know, like I said, like, like in one aspect, yes, squatting is very natural for humans because we're upright. So we have to get down. So getting back up <laughs> should be right. part of like, you know, our general movement profile. But yeah, there's, there's really shouldn't, I I really don't agree with rules attached to it Um, until you're, you know, in a, in a program that scores you like powerlifting or a sport where you need to stay safe. There's right. And yeah. And that's it. Um, mm. And this is a great, uh, also, I just wanted to bring up since we had already done a, uh, an episode on the Smith machine, Mm -hmm. this is one of those things where it's like gravity really plays a role. Mm-hmm. And like, you're very determined when you're squatting that you don't want to fall down. So all of these things that you like think you have to maintain with your posture, because you have to stay on your feet, you know, we can eliminate some of that if we move this squat to a Smith machine, which is a cool way to like explore maybe different ranges, maybe going deeper if that's like appropriate for somebody without them having to worry about mm balancing on their feet or having to go with the line of gravity, being able mm. to adjust that line a little bit in a way that like lets their body line up a little more advantageously or something. Exactly. And yeah, I missed the Smith machine episode. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. got to get PJ on uh, to oh, help yeah. us understand it deeper. Oh, that yes. will happen one day. We know it. Yeah. Um, I think I, so I, Oh, I hate to like, ruffle this okay. this is going to ruffle oh, some okay. better oh <laughs> okay so my our, my my dude knees over toes guy yeah his name is ben something i don't know his full name okay before you start 
I just want to say that like, that's another arbitrary rule that comes up a lot when we talk about squatting, right? Yes. It's like your knees should never go over your toes. Yes. That's yes. Which is, right. So, so now continue, yeah. what, you know, another one of those like industry rules that like really is an impossibility. <laughs> yes. Yes. And yeah. And you, I, I, I see people when I, I, when I work with people in the studio here, we're doing a lot of evaluations of exercises and, and it's, that's one like arbitrary rule that they'll just spit out when I ask them to do a lunge or a squat. They'll be like, I know yeah. I'm not supposed to do this. I'm like, okay. It's not like, yeah, I'm not, it, there, there isn't like bomb material right. at the, <laughs> on the ground no, here, but like, you'll be okay. <laughs> What if I told you the biggest thing standing in the way of peak performance is potentially something as simple as changing how you breathe? We at Think Fit Be Fit rely on science for new ways to optimize performance. That's why we've partnered with NeuroPeak Pro and their new product, the Intel Belt. NeuroPeak has developed the next generation of wearable tech. This belt is a real-time training device designed to teach users how to breathe properly in order to strengthen their resilience to stress, recover quickly, and effectively execute the task in front of them. If you're ready to begin unleashing the true power of breath, download the free NeuroPeak Pro app to experience their precision breath training, or dive deeper into the science of breath training by visiting thinkfitbefitpodcast.com slash NPP. Your best training is a breath away. This came up the other day. I have been taking ice skating lessons and (laughs) my coach was like, so I know you, I know, you, especially like as a trainer, I know that you know that you're never supposed to take your knees over your toes, but that's, but we have to do that here in ice skating. And I was like, no, it's okay. I'm okay with it. Like, but even her like wanting to, you know, she knows that role and she's, yeah, yeah. it's very much out there. Everybody's a okay. Right? People have heard, have heard it. Everybody's okay. I think, I think we're all good. <laughs> no, no explosions have happened. So yeah. Far. <laughs> Uh, I know. Well, that's nice of her to say, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, I think she was like, like I'm going to challenge sure you. I was okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, it's okay. Like, we're, we're going to have to put your knees over your toes in this sport. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I'm okay with it. I'm cool with it. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. They're actually, I mean, it, ice skating is so cool because, you know, very, it's just like the physics of it is so beyond like what the exercise professional could ever even understand. It's just so freaking cool to, I, yeah, I don't know. It's like almost like diving, you know, you're like going in a mm. whole different environment yeah. and exposing yourself to something completely different than. Well, know, and really like, like using like yeah. physics to like, Oh my God. Try to like, yeah. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I have had and if MAT wise, I've had a I had um, a number of competitive I, figure skaters uh, oh, work cool. with me, and that's really and neat. So strong, <laughs> and yeah, just yeah, I learned a lot from them for sure. Um, but anyways, so okay, I'm excited to get this off my chest okay go okay for it. should mm-hmm. i start Shut with up. the the two good things i found about him yeah, Three yeah, good yeah. Things. I, okay. okay yeah 
So his whole thing is knees over toes guy. It's just a um, a contrarian to the whole idea okay. that there should be a rule for knees over toes. This he overcame his own knee diagnosis journey to you know be able to play basketball and dunk pain free in his thirties and his, you know into this era of his life where he's a father and a family man and an internet um celebrity so so that's interesting and i think mm -hmm. you know i you know i don't love the whole idea that pts and nasm folks have been telling athletes not to do certain exercises for decades or having language right. that promotes a mindset of weakness you know that you're fragile and all this stuff like I so I appreciate that. Yeah. So the other okay. good thing about him is he actually talks about strengthening hip flexors instead of like stretching them all the time, which okay. I thought was kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. And he also advocates for strengthening the anterior tibialis. Um, okay. Which also, you know, different, interesting, very, it's, you know, kind of, it's kind of different because, you know, most programs in general have a lot of heel lifts and, you know, right. gastroc and soleus strengthening. And then, you know, forget about the dorsiflexion. So, sure, sure. Cool. Just like stretch it and then you'll have yeah. dorsal. Yeah. 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 Forget about like the front side of the joint. Yeah. Yeah. Just forget about it. Um, <laughs> so those are the three good things. Okay. And, I, you know, I, I do think his ideas are empowering mm -hmm. um but you know he goes a little bit too he's a little bit too emotional about the whole thing where it is every video he has he tells the story about how the doctors told him he couldn't do this and the doctor said this and he's like some kind of hero for you know telling telling himself that he could do it okay. so it's just over and over and over again he says it and it's whatever it's it's just beyond you know it's like when we talk about bias like i mm. it is it is extreme on this end so when okay. i see him preaching to his audience about this i'm it's like, like a red flag a little bit <laughs> yeah it's a little yeah so and you know he's just got a lot of like masculine you know mm. toxicity in his messaging like you know, we're, we were designed to hunt and be hunted and that mm. kind of crap. It's whatever it's, I know it speaks to some people, but you know, yeah. for me, it's like cringe. Um, right, right. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, but um, well, I'm all for strengthening a hip flexor. <laughs> yeah. And an anterior tip. Um, no, I mean, so yeah, like I think I, what I liked was that he took this rule that the industry created and has probably had a lot of people like avoiding a lot of different things because they were told that like your knee should never go over your toes. And so mm -hmm. they avoid anything with like a squat or a lunge or a deep, you know, whatever. Um, like you said before, like made them fearful of their bodies in a way and like what their bodies can and can't do or should and shouldn't do and like flip that on its head so that mm -hmm. like more people now 
you know, and it might not be everyone. That's the thing too. When you look at something like that, it makes it seem like anybody who's ever had a knee issue will solve it by doing Mm -hmm. his program. Mm -hmm. Right. And maybe a lot of people have had success. And I think that that goes to show that if you like are appropriately progressing certain things, certain joint motions and abilities and strengthening the muscles around the joint and doing these things in a very progressive and consistent manner, there's a lot like that you can uh, benefit from. Mm -hmm. There's You can benefit from that in a lot of ways. Um, You know, I think people are equally as like it's, it's, it does a disservice just as much to tell people that they shouldn't ever move their joints or mm-hmm. they shouldn't ever bend your knee because you, Oh my gosh, God forbid your knee goes over your toe. Well, that's not helping either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's weakening yep. those areas too. Right. So it's not a hundred percent shocking that mm-hmm. like if people are doing it in an appropriate manner that they would actually benefit and feel themselves get stronger by doing certain exercises that they might have been avoiding for a long time. Mm. Yeah. But yep. I, I have an issue now because I feel like a lot of people are really get really like they're, they specialize in a body part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they have a body part that works really well for them. And now they are the specialist on that body part, whether it's glutes, Mm-hmm. knees the glute guy the glute the knees guy. Are the toes right, guy right right right, right. Guy. And, and <laughs> <laughs> right i mean I, I just feel like that that's like the ab guy right like there's like yeah. all these guys and mm-hmm. it's fine you can make yourself whatever right it's the internet you can make yourself whatever you want and you can build yeah. programs off of that and like people need some guidance and maybe it's some of it's good and whatever but i just I think to your point earlier, like it is cool to take something that like is kind of left behind, like the anterior tibialis and the hip flexors, right? Because like all you never see people like, oh my gosh, God forbid we work the hip flexors and like Mm -hmm. make them even tighter than they already are because we're just sitting all day long. And Mm -hmm. so you need to be stretching. That's the source of all your lower back issues is the fact that your hip flexors are tight. And so just stretch them. (laughs) That's That's an internet quote. (laughs) <laughs> right. That's not my quote. That's not my quote. That's just, I'm just being, that's, yeah. you're telling my gruff voice. <laughs> <laughs> that's my internet that voice. Was, that was my internet voice. Yeah. So um, I think, I'm not a, I, yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. I think it's like really great that someone else is saying, you know, it's just, yeah, it's stretching your hip flexors is not the answer to all your physical to problems. Thing. Yeah. I, and I, you know, I, Often my this comes up again in in my practice a lot. So I'll just say it here. My opinion on stretching hip flexors is that you might be making the problem worse in some cases because the tightness is a sign of like a neurological weakness. And so when you stretch it, your stretch reflexors are going to over respond and make it tighter. So that's what I mean, like make it worse, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. um, because the weakness in the muscle um, requires then like extra signals to be like, hey, like, are you working? Are we doing this? (laughs) Go, 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 go. Stop, 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 stop. And it's like over engaged. And then the response to that is, you know, either um, the nerve is being, you know, essentially getting its resources taken away and it it 
you know, starts operating with like a deficit and like not fully is is causing other problems. I call them the crime, the other cover up <laughs> crimes, <laughs> cover up crimes or the. So anyways, if any of you have ever engaged with an MAT specialist, we'll often say like weakness is a sign of instability and or tightness is a sign of instability and weakness. So anyways, so strengthening the hip flexors, again, like two thumbs up, but the, okay, here's where the butt comes in. Okay. <laughs> His program is, it's okay. So they're interesting exercises mm-hmm. um, and he does have an upper body program. So oh, okay, that's kind of cool, I guess. But I went through like his some of the basic program and he uses astagrass terminology all the time and it's even part of his website atj atg oh com like he (laughs) now he owns it so anyways the here's the thing well that's the the thesis here this guy is so misleading because mm. his tibias are so long. And oh, interesting. You must- You're the yoga instructor and everybody in your class should be able to do what you can do with your yes. body. Yeah. And not saying that that's like what yoga instructors do. A lot of the yoga instructors I know are lovely and are very considerate of other people's bodies. But no one should assume, you know, like that they yeah. should be able to do everything that the knees over toe guy yeah, over toes and so I can do every exercise is kind of <laughs> based on his ability to fold, and okay. he promotes that. And he yeah. really doesn't mention like the uh, like adjustments that people might that should they should be aware of before mm-hmm. doing and trying to perform these exercises. So he doesn't like cue people for like how they should potentially get in and out of these positions or he does i mean he gives like little tips like hold on to a chair um but he doesn't like so one of his big exercises is this like nordic nordic curl right and you know he doesn't talk about the pelvis he doesn't talk about okay so um, there's a lot of like yeah there's a lot of missing Room information. For, yeah. Ready for this? Issues to come up. Yeah. Is, is this going to be the one with him in the pool? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> hey, well, if you can't do at... this, go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh, ATG, it's on the shirt. Yeah, it's on That's the shirt. But it says athletic oh. something group. So there's this one of his favorite exercises. He has this huge slant yeah. uh, box, I think he calls it. But I mean, it's just so goofy. How? Yeah. Okay. No, I just I'm I'm kind of over too. Like this whole. I mean, not that I ever was like, yeah, let's go. But I just <laughs> <laughs> the whole the whole like broy like mm-hmm. <laughs> the full squats or get the fuck out. Like I yeah. orange emotion. You know what I mean? I just yeah. I'm so over that. Like it's so ridiculous and just like over the top and like not. And like you said before, like I, some people definitely like that's their vibe and they're like, get like pumped up, I guess, by Mm -hmm. that. But I just feel like it's not my jam. (laughs) Yeah. Well, one thing he did put in his program that I thought was kind of cute and interesting was backwards walking. Mm. I was like, oh, okay. 
I don't like that. that so did I, tell you? <laughs> I don't know if we talked about this. Um, Cause like somebody sent me an article the other day that was like, basically how backwards walking backwards is like God's gift to like, we'll save and fix all of your problems. Like it's the, it's the most underrated exercise that you're not, I mean, which, like, right. It can you be may very have beneficial, that to but me, it was, or I saw it myself, but yeah. Okay. That's so what you definitely sent it to me. And I was like, I mean, like it was going to like solve the world. So, so basically every lower body exercise in this guy's program is exploiting and, and, showcasing the foldability kind of factor and he doesn't mention it at all and it really grinds my gears that that he's different like genetically speaking you know what i mean yeah but also he may not know that i don't know i don't think he may not really know that i wouldn't i wouldn't have known that i like i had never heard that before Mm-hmm. It had always been positioned as a, like, you don't have the range of motion. So you need to stretch this group or whatever. Or you don't have the strength. And so you need to improve the strength. Nobody had ever said to me before that, oh, having a longer tibia, you know, all other things being equal and like that will improve your ability to stay upright <laughs> mm-hmm. more so in a squat and like not have it turn into like this like weird deadlifty, like lower back thing. Mm-hmm. you know yeah. so oh, i yeah. i don't know that a lot of people i've never heard anybody else talk about that before really yeah yeah and uh, maybe just a few yeah yeah I, I don't yeah so he may just like i that's really the thing is i think a lot of people who are good at squatting just think that the reason that other people don't squat as well is because they are lazy Mm-hmm. And or that's why I don't like all the tight. <laughs> oh, 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 right. Or like they're not, yeah, they're just not trying hard enough. Mm. Like, no, you're not like, and that's what gets me frustrated, I think, a lot of the time about like performing exercises is like and that and that mentality of like it has to be this way, it has to be like this, because I can do it. That means everybody else can do it too. I fix my knees. That means this should work for everybody else to yes. fix their knees too. That like that is what I am not on board with, and yes. like across the board. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Now it's time to like light that candle so we can. <laughs> um, so if it, it, yeah, peach pit friends, if you're if you're able to <laughs> light a candle, let it go. Light a candle for <laughs> our emotional charge <laughs> for that for that whole idea in the fitness industry. It's just this. It's a standard operating procedure that is not serving um, really anybody except for the the like the influencer who's promoting that as their calling card. Like this is what I yeah. you know this is my business card. This is what everybody has to do, and this is the and problem I really, myself. Right, and I really don't feel like that's everybody, but it just happens to be like the loudest voice in the room sometimes. Mm. All right, so I'll end with saying, "Yay for strengthening hip flexors." Um, and so funny as I went through all the, the motions in his lower body program. Yeah. Um, you know, I've come across many of these in my time as a exercise professional and a a muscle activation techniques professional. Um, but also so many of this, uh, of, of the, the challenge to go into different ranges of motion with my knee 
and this program, they've been done in my in all of my Pilates training. Like hmm. so many of these exercises of these body weight exercises that he promotes have there's like a matching kind of Pilates exercise, if you will. So I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. And I, you know, I learned a lot about my own range of motion through Pilates. It's one of the reasons it is still in my program for mm-hmm. five, five years running here. And then I think one other thing I wanted to say about this guy was he's really advocating for his training strength and mobility at the same time, like loading, mm. like the mobility, mm. Mm. which I think can be done just a little bit. I don't think it's like a year long programming kind of mentality that people that I would recommend for people. <laughs> and it reminds me of what you were saying with your ballet earlier. It's like, you know, do the goals match up? Like will things carry over? And yeah. So I thought that was, just one thing that he really advocated for that um, I would red flag for any of my clients interested in this program, basically. I think that's a really great point because I think when you start to change the ranges that you're moving through, and that's, again, going back to the full full range of motion squat, it's like, okay, if you're going to explore that, let's not do it with your max weight, you know, like, or let's, let's take the weight off and let's just play around with it without any added load. Mm-hmm. and see what happens and go from there. So mm-hmm. I, I think that's a great point. Like the last thing you need to do is a new range with a load mm-hmm. all at once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here's the barbell. Good job, you chiefed. <laughs> Just go, go you little baby and do yeah. your little baby squats. <laughs> Squat like a baby, baby. <laughs> yeah, with, with your barbell. Oh, full circle, I love it. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. Aye, aye, aye. Um, okay, if baby squatting with barbells starts popping up on my Instagram. <laughs> oh my God, oh, I man. hope that's not a thing. <laughs> yeah, I'll just go back to my dog's Instagram and... um go there um hang out there for a couple days so all right my 90s uh special today yes so i told you a surprise yeah okay i'm so excited i told you i was reading uh let's get physical by danielle friedman i'm not quite done yet okay um about uh i i you know i'm like more than halfway done. Um, really great read. It's very warm. It's very, it's nonfiction. So the historical content is so great. And there's a lot mm. of it. It's all about mm-hmm. women who have defined basically fitness historically and very cool stuff. And so, but what keeps coming up, what really changed women's fitness and women's interest in fitness is lycra and spandex it keeps coming up so way back when so dupont chemicals owns the patents to the fibers that are in lycra Okay. okay so they were big the company dupont now i'm from like northern maryland and near delaware mm-hmm. so like Things are named DuPont left and right where I'm from. Okay. <laughs> um, that's so funny. Yeah. And that's where they're... The I'll start like seeing that now when I'm up that way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Northern Delaware, Southern Pennsylvania. Yeah. So DuPont, when it first started out, was a gunpowder manufacturer oh. and and a chemical company. Okay. Um, 
And it started making girdles. The company started making girdles and they made girdles and bras more comfortable with some version of span of Lycra. Uh, okay. Okay. Fast forward. So through the 60s and 70s, women stopped buying girdles, even though they were more comfortable. Okay. Be for many reasons, but most of it cultural and a lot of, you know, exercise was were defining was defining so many like areas for women like that you know joining aerobics classes and joining dance classes was very much a theme throughout the country um especially in cities and so the yeah anyways so there's a lot of history about basically spandex lycra and leotards in this book and okay. it's just one of the main factors of women joining the bandwagon of fitness and 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 becoming more interested in it even okay. so much like they were excited that it covered them but also um allowed them comfort and allowed um movement you know um and it really in the 80s is when it started being more mainstream into like fashion and like into like stores so okay anyways so i have some great 90s fitness bras that i might be purchasing here right on oh. right on my screen here so Whoa. my question to you is one of course do you remember <gasps> this type of stuff yeah i love I'm, this yeah i want this that's so funny <laughs> is it a, <laughs> it definitely reminds me of yes the 90s <laughs> what was that splatter paint that was mm. what it was called splatter what were they called like it? paintball i don't yeah yeah uh, it was a very specific style okay uh, from looks... the 90s what do you i think they just called it splatter. i don't know okay i mean anyhow like splatter <laughs> but, but that's very <laughs> that's so um, cute so funny <laughs> that's like 80s and 90s geometric oh my gosh it looks like saved by the bell yeah, it looks this like, looks like I'm safe by the bell. So the triangles, this has this looks like our branding. I mean, I want to put a Peach Pit logo on those and sell those. I'm pretty um, sure I have those shorts <laughs> that came from Amazon. <laughs> um, um, so only one rating for these bras. So I guess oh. like have bras changed <laughs> that, that much? Yeah. <laughs> so with the discovery or the manufacturing of lycra and spandex women started moving more like taking more exercise classes or just became more well, it became like a uniform so it, it was a, like okay. i mean certainly you know, we yeah. see the athleisure now yeah and, yeah so it just became more of like a, a community Yay for no more girdles yeah <laughs> and like women were probably exercising in skirts before that like cheerleader okay. outfits i would imagine okay and if you know if you Lemons remember pants yeah yeah but also they were wearing a lot of ballet uh, okay spandex. leg warmers and uh, yeah tights things yeah. like that yeah which also leotards yeah the yeah. leotard thing was very is very is brought up many times in in each it's like each chapter has its own version of like <laughs> the history here okay um you know, the first the first sports bra was designed in Burlington, Vermont, by um, a woman who was running in the off season and oh off season from skiing. Okay. And 
and a costume designer at a local theater in Burlington. That's and, amazing. Yeah. And I mean, like, what like a thing to have designed and, you know, yeah. developed and discovered. <laughs> or and yeah. So it's just like stuff like that. And I, I was Invented. just thinking, I was like, have, I don't think sports bras have changed much through the years. I feel like Lululemon Hmm. made a big splash with their um like structure they i mean like the feedback i've gotten from clients with bigger breasts they're like man lulu like changed the game for me as far as like support hmm. and like that kind hmm. of thing so i don't know well, and have, also have like support yeah. with with being like still cute i think that's the thing is like things you could have gotten things that were like supportive but it Not just cute. wasn't very cute. Like nobody <laughs> wants to, you know, I mean, yeah. ever, I think that's a part of it. I think even like um, with all of the different trends and things that come up, people, for a lot of people, like that's it's fun to get a new outfit and wear it to the gym. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's fun to get a new uh, bra and like, obviously like feel supported, but like also you want to like look cute I, I, for mm-hmm. a lot of people. It doesn't mm-hmm. always matter, but like sometimes you do. So yeah. like having those options, like definitely makes it, I think, more fun for people to work out and feel good about it too. Yeah. So I thought that was like a fun, like, de- <laughs> you know, I, yeah, we've typically talked about Amen like for the sports people. bra. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I was just like, man, this is just like on my mind because I read it before bed every night. And um. so anyways, it's a fun book. It's they don't they, it's not none of the history up to this like halfway point in the book has involved um the 90s at all it's just been a lot a lot of the um predecessors to now it was a bar really interesting Mm -hmm. story my goodness running marathons great history behind that Mm. um and jazzercise very successful company my goodness yeah. Well, that I remember that came up in one of our like earliest episodes when we were talking yeah. about uh, group fitness, maybe yeah. like group fitness throughout the years. And like that was like a very franchised in a lot of different places, a hugely popular. They had 70,000 locations at one point. That's insane. <laughs> That's so amazing. I found a Jazzers. Oh my goodness. Okay. Etsy. Um, <laughs> what did yeah. you find? <laughs> wow oh my god those pants. Me, but the 90s something <laughs> the 80s. i um, thought i was gonna say the 80s made me do it <laughs> yeah says, look at that cassette tape uh, aerobics makes life less boring <laughs> that's yes. so funny yeah. oh my gosh i want that blue with the pink belt i thought that's that amazing. too but it's for a toddler oh it's for oh, a baby exerciser's baby <laughs> all these babies are taking all my <laughs> okay um, i like this workout jacket i'm not gonna lie this is so cute funny yeah so they um super fun yeah she did yeah i just a hugely successful company i thought that was interesting she was interviewed the woman who started it i already forgot it, judy something she was the last time she was interviewed for the book was right before covid or right at the start of mm. it her daughter's like it's a family run business her daughters run mm. the business and yeah i'm just wanted to give a shout out to that because it's pretty That's big in the cool. book um mm-hmm. but anyways i'll keep bringing it up as i finish the book and um there's yeah there's 
the the whole clothing thing very interesting like thread that has you know (laughs) just (laughs) (laughs) no pun (laughs) very um, it just stands out as something like really like clutch to the growth and of Mm. women working out together so i mean that would be an interesting thing to go into sometime topics about just like which you know the sports and their individual outfits and clothing and how the clothing has art like i bet that while it has is hugely related to the women's progression through exercise and evolution, I bet there are a lot of different sport. I mean, you can look at the fashion trends and like mm-hmm. how that has like driven. I mean, look at like Nikes, you yeah. know, and like how just like running and running culture and I, yeah, I mean, that's such a fascinating topic. Yeah, yeah, so know. many. Anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just thought of a. Uh, shark tank that i saw recently mm, for what um anti-chafing cream oh. nobody went for it oh no somebody did actually um huh but i didn't was realize the person a runner or a cyclist or something runner but also a man it's huh. a it's a thing that affects men that they don't talk about very often chub rub it's what they call it usually the thighs coming together to okay friction and yeah yeah. i mean i feel like this comes up for a lot of men and women right like that comes up no i think so i mean i think even like yeah okay i mean i think it even comes up in cycling because like your legs were up against the like seat of the bike yeah yeah so the guy was a cyclist yeah and so it it's okay so one i thought about like how but like, can you just use it? butter or, like, or something else well, that's or like another kind of lotion or <laughs> Vaseline. Vaseline? Okay, <laughs> I don't know. Coconut oil, yeah, olive oil. <laughs> well, it wears off. I mean, okay, you know, sure. neither of us are in the long distance sport, so <laughs> no, you know, no, yeah. Sorry. I'm like, what? They need it for 15 minutes. Um, <laughs> and it was that. Um, it was just really smart. It was almost like. You know how they have those uh, bra sticker, like chest stickers, where it's not a bra, but it just covers the front. And yeah, sure. It was kind of like that. Oh, okay. So even if you got chafing, you wouldn't have to be completely embarrassed if you ended up on a mm. date and like maybe oh. you know it was almost like a it was like a a band aid that was also like healing, kind of contributing to the healing too. Oh. So I was like. That does work, actually. I was like, hmm, don't know why I thought of that. Anywho, oh, because we were talking about running, <laughs> running, <laughs> and yeah, we watched we watched Shark Tank every weekend. That's our that's our jam. Yeah, I, I catch it every once in a while. Yeah, it's, yeah it can be really fun. <laughs> oh, that was a great episode. Thank you guys. Thank you so much. Thanks for lighting a candle for us. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to you again soon. All right, bye. Thank you so much for listening and being a part of the Think Fit, Be Fit podcast network. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family. If you're interested in further resources, check out the show notes or visit our website, thinkfitbefitpodcast.com.